With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Barbara Wesley Gray, speaking to you live from New York City. And I want to thank you once again for tuning in to our show, Grassroots Holistic Health Talk Radio Show. It's a pleasure to have you with us this evening and to have you share your precious time with us this Sunday evening. I um, begin each show by acknowledging, of course, the One Most High and our ancestors and elders and all of our family members and siblings for supporting us and for allowing us to air this show. It is something that I do not take for granted, and I'm deeply humbled and grateful. Alafia Hetepu, Namaste, Shalom, Assalamu Alaikum, peace and blessings to all of you. I extend greetings of peace, and I recognize the divinity that exists within all of you. So again, I thank you for joining us. Sitting next to me is my lovely wife, Dr. Dora Gray, and I'd like to just give her a moment to say hello. Good evening, everyone. Alafia, blessings. I'm glad to be here, and I hope everyone is safe and in good spirits as my husband airs his show this evening. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, I must also begin this show by stating that I am not a medical doctor and I'm not giving medical advice. Anyone that's a guest on my show, uh, we are deemed not to be uh, giving medical advice in which you should follow uh, verbatim. We advise that anything that we share with you, um, that you consult with your licensed medical professional, uh, a doctor, anyone that's in your life who you consider to be professional and qualified to give medical advice. what I'd like to also state is that, indeed, I'm an African drummer. And as I was mentioning to my wife, uh, not actually it was a couple of days ago, that it's been known in our African history, uh, going back hundreds if not thousands of years, that musicians were deemed to be the healers of the community. The healers, yeah. Yes. They had the knowledge of herbs. They had the knowledge of how to analyze uh, the body and detect any illness that may be uh, uh, have afflicted the person, uh, any illness that may be forthcoming. And that's something that uh, I'm very excited about 
uh, us coming full circle, so that indeed those of us who are musicians, who are entertainers, uh, who are more in touch with spirit, with nature, would uh, embrace that as a, uh, uh, as a activity to learn how to go back to those roots, go back to those traditions. And there's uh, also tons of research yes. that has been done because, as, as you know, people like information that is research-based, yes. evidence-based. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons of research that supports the effect that different types of music uh, has yes. on the mind, body, and spirit of not only adults, the children as well. There were many studies done, for instance, on classical music being beneficial for babies. Absolutely. And it suggested that moms who are in the prenatal phase mm-hmm. play classical music. Yes. And uh, so, so there's, there's a lot to be said. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I love the title of your show, honey, because grassroots, you know, we're, we're breaking it down. This, this is like original information. Mm-hmm. The studies were done later on, mm-hmm. but originally, as you said in, in, in your preface, it was a known fact in the village that musicians also came with a healing aspect of their craft. Yes. And there might not have been research and studies and all of those things done, you know, mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago. But nevertheless, it was a known fact. People accepted that. And people accept it even more now because you know how in our contemporary society, we want evidence, you know. And, <laughs> and so we have it. Right. We so. have the evidence now. Yes, indeed. So we're not so so when you say that, I, I just want I just want to um just kinda of emphasize you're not just saying that because you're a drummer, like you know this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, as my wife was mentioning, this can be referenced if you did we just Google uh the healing effects of music. You just hop on uh, the hop Google. on the Google and, and indeed uh the healing effects of music on uh as my wife has mentioned um, unborn babies while they're still uh, gestating within inside of their mother, that they are affected in a positive way by certain types of music. There's a certain cadence, a certain meter and rhythm. And this is throughout, I would imagine, throughout all of the, uh, the indigenous uh, community worldwide. It's a cross-cultural. Yeah, not specifically. There's, there's, I got introduced to this by uh, a reference being made, I forget the author, but he was referring to a, a Japanese uh, study, a ah, study yeah. that was made in Japan, yes. where the, the parents, a certain community of parents, embraced the notion that indeed if they played certain classical music written by Beethoven, uh, which is another discussion, by the way, is uh, uh, postulated that Beethoven has... Uh, uh, not just European blood, but blood that can be traced to African ancestry. I've heard that. Yes, yes. Indeed. I haven't researched it, but I mm-hmm. have heard that. Yes. So, indeed, you know, uh, just even fast forward to music written by John Coltrane, another uh, current, uh, he's an ancestor, 
but contemporary jazz artists. Their music was conducive for meditation, for relaxing, for relieving stress. And that's another show. I don't want to get too deep into that because, of course, this show was uh, dedicated to uh, a second-part review of uh, uh, soon-to-become New York Mayor Eric Adams' book titled Healthy at Last, a plant-based approach to preventing and reversing diabetes and other chronic illnesses. I also would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact, and I must also preface this by saying that we might not delve into this book as much as I had desired to initially, uh, and we probably will pick up again next week uh, from where we left off and delve more deeply into it. But I found out yesterday that our beloved brother and sister, uh, uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife, uh, have come down with COVID-19. Yeah. And they, they were vaccinated, at least Jesse Jackson, was vaccinated this past January, and uh, he still came down with it. And then I understand he had a pre-existing condition. He's also uh, challenged, being challenged with Parkinson's disease. I don't know if that would be classified as a pre-existing condition, that the virus would have a more of, of an adverse effect if he had Parkinson's disease. Uh, and he had, a, I think, a gallbladder operation, but we have to remain cognizant that, indeed, this is still new territory. Yeah. You know? Many uh, people that do not have pre-existing conditions yes. and were vaccinated are still contracting the COVID-19 virus. I had mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago that a woman at my office uh-huh. that does, who stated she did not have a pre-existing condition, as well as her daughter, were both fully vaccinated, and they both contracted the virus. So, you know, like you you always say, you know, no one has concrete answers to why someone contracts it, someone else doesn't, someone may have a pre-existing condition, someone else may not. There's no rhyme or reason to this. That's why it's so important that we follow. I, I, would, I wish I could call them mandates, but they're, right now they're just very urgent requests yeah. for us to follow the protocols of masking when we're around others and, and uh, being mindful of social distancing at least six feet apart. So, so yes. Well, you know, uh, I I believe that we have to be vigilant in terms of uh, understanding the nature of this this virus, the nature of this challenge. I've heard this alluded to uh, the fact that it's almost synonymous with being at war. You know, and when you're at war, you you have to understand the enemy. You have to understand uh, the danger that one can be in if you let your guard down. And unfortunately... Uh, the expression, as we know, um, herd immunity. Mm-hmm. We now have herd um, uh, amnesia, as it were. It's not being talked about no. the way it was. Yeah, we're forgetting what we went through the, for the past 16 months. Yes. You know, and a lot of us, unfortunately, and I think this is a societal um, a, a, a problem, but we don't have patience, you know, and 
we need to encourage ourselves personally, uh, our loved ones and those around us, friends, family, and associates, that just to have a little bit more patience with ourselves and each other, to understand that we need to learn as much as we can about this, especially with the advent of another variant called Delta. And then I heard there's another one that might follow that one. So what, what held uh, true, true uh, six months ago is no longer the case. They're now recommending that we might consider, uh, we might have to consider having a third shot, a third dosage. And that's unfortunate. And I, I actually believe that had we been able to achieve that 80% fully vaccinated, which was what was the, um, the rubric for, for um, herd immunity. Yes. That possibly we might not need a third shot. Mm -hmm. But the last uh, report that I heard this week, I don't even think we reached 51% yet. It's still 50 and a few tenths of a percent. I don't know what it I is, think but it's I about don't. It hasn't. It's it's gone and, and 51, 51 now. Because yeah. I remember 50.6 or something mm -hmm. like that. But still, you know, we're we're at the halfway mark, and uh, I believe that had had um, us as a people mm -hmm. across the U.S. cooperated to the point where 80 percent of the country was vaccinated, that we might not be um, in a position to have to undergo another shot. Yeah, I agree. But can I mention something briefly about gratitude? Sure, absolutely. Well, I was thinking that during the pandemic of 1918, a little over 100 years ago, yes. they didn't have the technology that we have. Ah, yes. And so when I talk about gratitude, and you made me think of that just now because you were talking about, you know, the impatience, you know, in this country, um, which is definitely very capitalistic, driven by money, and the idea was to reopen the economy as soon as possible. And, yes, that's wonderful, but not at the expense of compromising everyone's health and well-being. And so just going back to the pandemic of 1918, they didn't have the technology that we have. And I would just hope that people could look at it in terms of trying to be a little bit more grateful. Absolutely. We have Zoom. And when we were at the height of the pandemic some months ago, and people wanted to go back to the restaurants and bars and visit each other and everything so badly. And that's nice. I mean, we wanted to visit people also. But can we try to just be a little bit more grateful the fact that we're at least able to see each other yes. on our computers and our phones and, and talk. Yes. Well, that's what they communicate, honey, in real time. Mm -hmm. In 1918, None of that existed, and people were doing the best they could. So I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like we're as anxious as anyone else to want to be around our loved ones face-to-face, -face, but the gratitude comes in where we recognize that 
Yes, um, it's being said that a pandemic is happening, you know, every century, once every century, yeah. something like that. But we actually are living in a time where we have the technology that we can see each other, communicate in real time, face-to-face, anywhere in the world, as long as the satellite is working at that moment. We can at least see each other and talk and communicate. And I think that if more people try to embrace the concept of gratitude, they might still be impatient. That might not take away the impatience, but it might shift the course of people's choices. Yes. Be impatient, but choose to stay home or whatever you have to do and do the right thing. Choose to wear your mask. Mm -hmm. You can be as impatient as you want. (laughs) You know, you understand what I'm saying? But make the right choice. Uh, That's all I wanted to say about that. That is very well said. Very well said and very well, very poignant and and really on time. Uh, Gratitude is a word that resonates with me every day. You know, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I say to myself is that I'm grateful to be opening up my eyes and to be laying in the bed next to my wife, you know, and for her to be sleeping safe and sound. I'm grateful for the comfortable bed that we sleep in, for the, the nice bed, the, the, the bedroom, for the nice home that we live in, all those. And, and to be in a state where I'm not in, ache, I'm not in pain, you know, I mean. We, so I join stories. you with that because of my experience of almost passing away. Yes. And then even after I recovered from that, I'm living with pain for a while. I mean, intense pain where... I just wanted to cry, and sometimes I did cry. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm just saying, you know, and now I'm in a state of where I'm skipping and hopping to the yes. point where I make you nervous sometimes. You're <laughs> talking about, don't go too fast. Yeah. And I'm like, I am healed. I'm yes. going to yes. kick up my boots. And, it, right? Yeah, but because mm-hmm. it's true, I'm yeah. healed. I don't worry about I'm not going to do anything to give myself a setback. But, you know, I fully join you with, you know, just the fact for me of just being able to wake up every day, I am grateful. And, and then wake up with you, I'm, you know, I'm grateful. I can take it to so many levels of gratitude, but if I just go to the, to the baseline of my gratitude, I am grateful that I am still here in the land of the living. Yes. And for me, anything else is doable. Mm-hmm. Anything else is possible. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, near-death experience that my wife speaks about was as a result of the topic of our book, being healthy, eating, having a healthy diet. Diabetes can and will kill you if you don't make a choice to change your lifestyle. You can change your lifestyle. And, you know, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a doctor of philosophical theology. That's why I talk so much. I'm preaching. <laughs> but, um, hey, deal with it. But I'm just saying, within that realm, though, mm-hmm. you know, I, I will shout it from the rooftops. If you already have diabetes, I'm not giving you medical advice. My husband gave all disclaimers and everything. We don't give medical, legal, fine. We, we don't do any right. of that. Now, that being said, I am telling you (laughs) that if you want to recover from diabetes, if you want to reverse it, if you want to at least reduce the amount of medication that you're presently taking, 
change your diet, and you can do it. I'm not giving you a guarantee. There aren't any guarantees in this world, but I'm giving you a strong suggestion that if you have the capacity to have willpower and change your diet and lifestyle, and by lifestyle I mean if you're very sedentary, if you're able to, if you are ambulatory, get up and move. Even if it's walking up and down a flight of steps a few times a day, do it until you get stronger and stronger. And once you start seeing yourself improving, man, oh, man, sky's the limit. You're going to be so excited. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. And you keep on doing it. You can't just do it for a while and say, oh, my numbers are going down. Let me go eat an entire cheesecake or something. (laughs) No, you have to let it go. When I say change your lifestyle, I'm talking about a permanent change. Mm -hmm. The, The cause is the cure. Whatever you were eating, and I'm only talking about type 2 diabetics right now. I can't speak to type 1. But type 2 diabetics, the cause is the cure. Mm-hmm. Lower your stress levels. Do whatever you have to do to reduce and eliminate your stress levels. Change your eating habits. Change what you eat. If you know that you're addicted to sweets, which many of us who are diabetic are, it's an addiction to sweets as well as carbs then let them go. Get a coach, get some type of counseling, pray to God. Hey, praying to God is very viable, but not everyone believes in God. So I don't want you to think that if you don't believe in God, this won't work for you. Do other things. But do whatever you have to do to change your habits and get rid of your addictions to the foods that are not productive to your well-being, and you will see results. Yes, yes, indeed. The, the, the change is the opposite word. And going back to what my wife was mentioning about exercise, it's recommended that you walk a vigorous walk every day for about a half an hour, which with some people is not realistic. But you can break it up. But you can break it up. You can do three right. sets of ten. Absolutely. Ten minutes maybe on your way to wherever you have to go yes. daily, ten minutes on the way back, maybe ten minutes around your lunch period or, yes. you know, you can break it up. Uh, the, the researcher says it does not have to be continuous. Be if it is continuous, that's great. But yes. as my husband just said, it can be cumulative. Yes. The, the main thing is to raise your heart rate, right? That's one of the reasons why you would like to do it for a whole a half an hour uh, at a vigorous pace because your heart is, of course, a very integral part of, of the functioning of your body in terms of pumping the blood throughout your body, uh, especially through the muscles and other organs. Uh, however, uh, muscle development and muscle toning, especially as we get older, is very important. So I know that a lot of us feel good, and uh, I, it took me a long while with me being a runner, as a matter of fact, a marathon runner. I always had pretty well-toned muscles because of my training. But as I got older, I found that, oh, man, my muscle mass is diminishing. If you don't use if it, don't you use it. lose it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so we will be talking about in future shows, and eventually I'm going to be doing Zoom shows and also videos. I, I was just upstairs before the show about an hour ago, and I did the sun salutation. 
which oh, is a great. yoga practice. Yeah. And I just committed myself to doing that every morning. I used to do it every morning, but I've been slack here and there. When we and stop is when we open ourselves to illness. Yes, yes. So we, we have to look at it like food or absolutely or being sanitary, like you wouldn't skip a day without brushing your teeth, right? There you go. But we tend to do things like, ah, I won't exercise today. Yes. It has to be part of your daily routine. Maybe not a rigorous exercise, but, you know, again, if you're ambulatory, well, one you thing, can do things like maybe 10 jumping jacks in the morning yes. and then dash off to wherever Absolutely. you have to go. You can do something. With us working from home, I know I walk up and down the stairs uh, quite a bit. So that's that's a cumulative more than a half an hour Absolutely. of me being, you know, uh, ambulatory and, and, and exercising my leg muscles especially. Um, uh, my wife just bought a pair of gardening gloves, and tomorrow we both are going out into the garden yes. because it's been raining. Yes. And she's adamant telling me, like, oh, when it rains, and the next day we got to go out and pull out so-called weeds. But that's the best time to do it because they just come right up so easily. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and we found out, and this is another show that we used to call weeds, and we found out that the name of a certain so-called weed was dandelion. <laughs> and, and that's I, a very medicinal yes, weed. And I posted on Facebook <laughs> the fact that I used to drive down the highway and the little Allen dividing the, the roads, the highway, you would see people, a lot of them Asian and some not, but they would be stooping down, picking up, pulling out uh, vegetation. Yes. And I found out that they were that. dynamite. Yeah. And dynamite is a medicinal plant. Health benefits. And it grows wild in, in, in everyone's backyard just about. Oh, and if you all get the book um, Back to Eden by Jeff Brokaw, yes, Dandelion is in that. It's, Absolutely. It's like there's a plethora yes. of um, yes. medicinal herbs that you can easily get either on Amazon or um, at your local health food <laughs> store. And now a lot of just regular grocery stores and supermarkets are selling some of these things. So they're, they're readily and they're available, you know, and uh, you know, learn about them and... You know, of course, our disclaimer again, talk with your medical doctor, tell them, I'm going to have some dandelion tea, is it okay? Because yes. we're not medical doctors, so when I think we'll drink dandelion tea and then you find out you're allergic to it or something, no. We're just saying what we know works, but check with your doctor because everybody's body chemistry is different. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But we forgot and, about Eric Adams. Well, That's my fault. <laughs> right. Well, no, I was just looking. You actually picked up me. My, my, my vibration, uh, that Eric Adams has, along with uh, explaining his journey of uh, becoming afflicted with diabetes and reversing it within a few months, he has uh, quite a few recipes in his book, uh, which I will be sharing with you in the future show. And also I wanted to state that my website, drumsofchange.com, I will have his book available, which you can purchase from my website. Uh, by Tuesday, if not even tomorrow. But surely by this coming Tuesday, that book would be posted on my website. Again, that's drumsofchange.com. And also, those of you who are listening, if you'd like to speak with us, uh, the number to call in is at 516-418-5829. Again, that's 516-418-5829. 
And also, you can share with your friends that they can listen to this show's archive at blog talk radio forward slash grassroots holistic health. And you'll be able to access the archives of our show, uh, this one and at least 150 other shows that I previously recorded within the last eight years. So going back to uh, Eric Adams' book, Healthy at Last, it's really a very impressive book. And uh, indeed, I just noticed uh, that the time is almost up. We, we have about two more minutes That's left. That's my fault. Yeah, my wife just noted <laughs> and she pointed at the, at the watch. And uh, indeed, we were about to close the show. But I just wanted to mention the fact that uh, we have a, a dilemma amongst us in terms of not only just encouraging one another to become vaccinated and to wear masks and to practice all the protocols, but along with that, to if not embracing a whole food, plant-based diet, becoming a vegetarian or a vegan, to at least uh, eat healthy. And that means more leafy vegetables and uh, fresh fruit. And, of course, I'm not a medical doctor. We advise that you consult with your doctor in terms of whatever dietary changes you make. But it is has been ascertained that your health can be uh, more enhanced, along with getting the vaccine, wearing the mask, by having a healthy diet. I know many of us, as my wife was mentioning, we like sweets, you know. But they're we're addicted to We're them. addicted to it. But we can make ourselves unaddicted. We can work on ourselves to nullify and, if not eliminate, this addiction by practicing uh, or embracing eating fresh fruit. Because the fruit has the sweetness that you, when we were babies, you know, our mothers didn't feed us cubes and teaspoons of sugar. No, we had uh, meshed, mashed uh, 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 fruit and baby jars and was spoon-fed to us, and we couldn't have enough of that, you know. Well, uh, we have to be careful with that with our children because some of the commercial products are loaded with sugar, so uh, it's infused yes. in our children from an early age. Yes. And that's how the addiction starts. Absolutely. So we have to make our own uh, baby food. Make your own. Right. Do what grandma did. Absolutely. Take the time. Make your own. If yes. you don't have time to make it fresh every day, come on, people, go back to grassroots. Take some time out during the week and maybe make enough that can last a few right. days. Go to Google and learn how to uh, create canned goods. Yes. You know, learn how to create pickled veggies. You know, there's a whole school of thought in terms of uh, the, the health of your gut. Yes. Having uh, uh, the amount of, uh, a healthy amount of good bacteria as opposed to bad bacteria. Yes, but as far as um, babies are concerned, you know, go to Google, learn, you know, take some classes. There are online classes. There's so many things available to us. Learn how to make the um, food for your babies who have not really started um eating solid foods yet, mm-hmm. then you, you want to puree it and, you know, take some class so that you know, you can control what goes into those empty glass jars as opposed to a manufacturer who is mainly looking out for their profits, yes. their profit margin. Yes. You learn to make your own baby food for your children. Yes. 
Before I close, I'd like to just suggest that we collectively do our due diligence. I know that many of us are kind of uh, uh, stir-crazy from being sheltered in place at home and not socializing with uh, family and friends and so forth, and just uh, common people in our community to go to concerts such as what happened in New York City uh, last night. Uh, it rained, and it was just really something I'm just happy. I thank God that indeed no one was injured and that uh, we were able to go through that challenge safely. But we have to be alert. We have to know that indeed, in spite of us wanting to be with one another, that we have to not be drawn in by those people who have nefarious, uh, nefarious reasons for wanting to give an event without concern for our own safety and health. Consider the risk. Consider the risk. Consider the risk. And tell your loved ones, especially the children, to consider the risk. And that's something that we'll discuss uh, in our next show in terms of children going back to school, uh, et cetera. Think of it as a, the way you would think of a monetary investment. Absolutely. When you invest money, you don't expect to reap the rewards of that investment the next day. It's not an instant gratification situation. Good point. It could be a long-term investment. Think about your health and well-being the same way as you would investing your money. Absolutely. It's long-term. Absolutely. Forget about the instant gratification. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Hunt, for sharing that. And I want to thank all of you who are listening and who will be listening in the future for tuning in and giving us the opportunity to come into your homes, to come through you, through this uh, miraculous technology that we have, which I'm so grateful for. And I end, as we begin, by acknowledging and thanking the one most high God and our ancestors and for allowing this show to take place. I thank the ancestors, and I send love and respect to our elders and our siblings and family members, and I thank my lovely wife for being here with me today so that indeed that we can share whatever knowledge we have humbly uh, within our psyche, within our experience and journey in this life. Alafia hetipu, namaste, shalom, assalamu alaikum, peace and blessings to all. I extend greetings and I recognize the divinity with all of you. And again, this time next Sunday at 6.30, we will be joined with you again. Peace and love. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.